this may be the end of 2020 and wow, we're not sorry to see the back of this year, but it's not the end of the podcast. I'll be back again with more episodes in January and I have some great episodes lined up. So don't unsubscribe. And if you haven't yet subscribed, do so now so you don't miss out on some of these coming episodes. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in the world. This is the Climate 21 podcast, the number one podcast showcasing best practices in climate emissions reductions. And I'm your host, Global Vice President for SAP, Tom Raftery. Climate 21 is the name of an initiative by SAP to allow our customers calculate, report and reduce their greenhouse gas emissions. In this Climate 21 podcast, I will showcase best practices and thought leadership by SAP, by our customers, by our partners and by our competitors if they're game, in climate emissions reductions. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast in your podcast app of choice to be sure you don't miss any episodes. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 4 of the Climate 21 podcast, our last Climate 21 podcast of 2020. Before we start, I want to make a quick announcement and that is to help serve you, the podcast audience, better. I've created a chat room on my tomraftery.com website. So to access it, you just go to tomraftery.com slash climate. Easy enough, tomraftery.com slash climate. And in there you can leave ideas for topics, for upcoming podcasts. If there's something you'd like to hear about, let me know. I'll try and incorporate it into upcoming episodes. You can make speaker suggestions. If you come across somebody who you think is particularly good on this topic, feel free to suggest them there. Feedback on episodes you've heard or create your own topic for people to chat about. So head on over there, tomraftery.com slash climate. And that's where I have, as I said, created a chat room for you for this podcast, you the podcast listener. So far in this podcast, we're very early on in the life of it. We've had three episodes. The inaugural episode was with SAP executive board member Thomas Sauresig, where he introduced SAP's Climate 21 initiative, after which this podcast is named. Uh, By the way, I've noticed since then that Climate 21 is also now the name of Joe Biden's climate initiative, and you can find that at climate21.org. In case you're unaware, the 21 in Climate 21 refers to the 21st century, not the year 2021, which is apparently also why Joe Biden decided to make it the name of his climate initiative. So his, as I said, is found at climate21.org. Episode two of the Climate 21 podcast featured Shell executive committee member and director of their downstream business, Hybert Vikaveno, where we discussed Shell's plans to decarbonize. And as one of the world's largest emitters, I felt it was important to have a representative from Shell on the podcast. In future episodes, I hope to have other senior executives from other companies in this space. I've already reached out to a number of them. Episode three, last week's episode featured Microsoft's chief environmental officer, Lucas Joppa. And if you've not already listened to this episode, I urge you to do so. It was an excellent one. And it was great to hear from Lucas about all of the initiatives Microsoft are undertaking to go carbon negative, not net zero, 
not reducing their emissions, go carbon negative. And furthermore, they have committed to sucking out of the atmosphere all of their climate emissions since their business commenced operations in 1975. Phenomenal stuff and amazing commitment. Do, if you haven't listened to this episode, really, really do listen to that one. This may be the end of 2020 and wow, we're not sorry to see the back of this year, but it's not the end of the podcast. I'll be back again with more episodes in January and I have some great episodes lined up. So don't unsubscribe. And if you haven't yet subscribed, do so now so you don't miss out on some of these coming episodes. I'll be publishing some great ones in January, such as I'll have Paul O'Connor, who is Executive Vice President and Head of EMEA ESG Debt Capital Markets at JP Morgan. And he'll be talking about how the investment markets are rapidly moving money away from carbon intensive assets. And the, that has enormous implications. I'll be talking to Stephanie Bartels, Professor Stephanie Bartels, who is Director for Corporate Governance and Sustainability at the SF, SFU Beattie School of Business. And she's also founder of the Embedding Project, which we will also discuss on that podcast. I also have Auke Hoekstra, who's Program Director for Neon Research at the Eindhoven University of Technology, where he leads a team of 35 PhD researchers who are investigating power grids and the electrification of transportation. You may also know him as the debunker-in-chief on Twitter of the ridiculous stories being put out by fossil fuel companies and car manufacturers about how internal combustion engine vehicles, you know, are as good as electric vehicles. He takes on those ridiculous studies and he debunks them line by line by line by line beautifully with facts and data. If you're not familiar with him, listen to that podcast, follow him on Twitter, Auke Hoekstra. I'll, I'll leave a, a link to his Twitter account in the show notes. I'll have an episode with Rodi Basso. Rodi, if you're not familiar with him, is CEO of the new E1 series. What's the E1 series? It's power boating. It's electric power boating. It's a whole new sport that's been created. It's not, it's not traditional power boating where you've got these big boats with these big engines. These are unbelievable looking electric power boats. And Roddy is the CEO of this new sport. I'll be talking to Mark Miller. Mark was involved in the creation of the California Air Resource Board and the EU ETS emissions trading schemes. And I've got lots more episodes coming up. So 2021 is going to be a spectacular year for the Climate 21 podcast. 2020. <sighs> it wasn't a great year, was it? There was lots of bad news, but there was also good news. And you may have missed a lot of it because I might have been overshadowed by the 24 by 7 pandemic rolling news coverage. You might have missed things like the coronavirus caused a drop in global CO2 emissions of about 8%. Now, it's not huge and it won't make a big dent in climate change because it's 8% out of one year, we need to be dropping our emissions 8% year on year on year on year on year. But still, you know, it's better than increasing our emissions year over year. So that was good news. 
The price of oil, reduced demand, again down to coronavirus, has dropped the price of oil, which is fantastic. It means that the fossil fuel companies are in trouble. They're not getting the same kind of income that they received from sales of oil. But also, it means exploration in marginal and environmentally sensitive areas like the Arctic, for example, are no longer viable because they won't get returns on that investment. You need high prices of oil to justify doing exploration in places like that. So that's great news for marginal and environmentally sensitive areas that the price of oil has dropped and it won't go back up anytime soon. Other news, financial institutions have started to take into account the risks of climate change with big announcements from organizations like BlackRock, who are the world's largest asset management company who have promised to put climate at the centre of its investment decisions. Companies and countries have committed to drastic climate emissions cuts. Companies like ATT, Apple, Ford, Walmart and Microsoft, as we discussed on our last episode with Lucas, all announced new net zero or, in Microsoft's case, carbon negative targets. In terms of countries, crucially China, who are the number one emitter of greenhouse gases, have committed to reach net zero emissions by 2060. And the US elected Joe Biden, who, as part of his election campaign, promised to have the US rejoin the Paris Climate Accord on his first day in office and who has vowed to get the US to reach net zero emissions by 2050. That's amazing news. It's all good news. Yes, as I said, 2020 has not been a good year. But there has been some good climate news come out of it. Keep that in mind when you're thinking about 2020. It's not all been bad. And we'll have more good news coming next year, as I said. Not just those episodes, but lots more good news stories. And we'll bring them to you here in this podcast. Finally, I have an ask, a quick ask for you. If you enjoy this podcast, if you get value from this podcast over this holiday period, please introduce a friend or a colleague to this podcast. If they're not familiar with how podcasts work, take their phone, show them how to subscribe and listen to podcasts on their device. Not everybody knows how to do it. Lastly, a rating for this podcast would help enormously in terms of getting it in front of more people. So, if you could go to lovethepodcast.com slash climate, that's lovethepodcast.com slash climate, and leave a rating for this podcast, it would help grow the audience for the podcast, which will help me land even more great interviewees for even better episodes next year. And so everybody wins. The podcast is growing in numbers tremendously, but every little bit helps. So if you could do that, go to lovethepodcast.com slash climate and leave a rating for the podcast. It would help. And with that, I wish you a happy, healthy and safe holiday period. And I'll catch you all in 2021.